This episode of a Top 3 Podcast, like every episode, is brought to you by the patrons of the Tube Podcast Network. Some personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson, Zulgeek, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt, aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Rob Shack, Brian Skersha, Randall, and a welcome to a new patron, Jake Martin, and many more have all gone to patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson to kick a few bucks a month our way and help support the show. And in return for their generosity, these wonderful people are getting the ability to vote on topics for episodes of the show and a little bonus banter before and after every episode of a top three podcast, including in today's episode, where after the show, Alan eats a ghost pepper cupcake on air. That's right, folks. You don't want to miss this. This is premium content. Once again, that's patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. Any and all support is always appreciated. And with that being said, let's get to the show. Go Browns. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listening of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. What the hell is going on? Bloodbath is talking. He's the host tonight. Stop the presses. I'm the guest host because we're doing a special episode of a top three podcast where we're talking about football, which I can't really contribute much. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Football is the one with the oblong ball, correct? In the field goals? Yes. In the racket. Uh, the racket. Uh, yes. Yeah. There are horses involved, too, if I'm not and mistaken. And the horses and the horses are in the water. Yeah. And you gotta, right. catch, yeah, and you gotta catch the golden snitch. The person who catches mm-hmm. the golden snitch wins. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so today we have our usual top three panelists, uh, excluding myself and Mr. Bloodbath. We have uh, Dave. I am... So ready to uh, talk football. I'm emboldened by a week one win. And uh, by the time people hear this, the Browns will probably have lost two or three games in a row. But hell yeah, let's go. You don't need to be pessimistic. They're going to keep winning. Uh, uh, Also with us is Aaron. I, too, am emboldened, uh, but I always am. I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> you're you're embiggened and i would also like to add i won my first week on the suits on the suicide league because i took the uh 49ers over the steelers you uh, piece of shit you wasted oh, you, yeah. you wasted a good team at the beginning you are not winning this suicide league mm, we'll see oh. uh follow we also have uh alan our resident uh lawyer hey everybody and aaron you you never hold picks in a suicide league do you have any idea how many people go out in the first few weeks this is why aaron never wins suicide league <laughs> trying he's, to get he, cute yeah he's right i'm owed nine <laughs> uh and we have a special guest today um host one of the hosts of the super bracket bros podcast that and is not one of the hosts of the Super Bracket Bros podcast. You gotta uh, hear to delete that. Uh, I was gonna say I thought that was weird, but I was like, all right, Ron bro. Burgundy ass motherfucker. Anything. That's on the screen. The screen. You got mad at me, like, dude. Like, this was a. 
This is on you, sir. I'm Ron. Bur- uh, you don't, you don't know that you don't know that Peck is not the host of Super Bracket Bros. You've known him for like 20 years. <laughs> not really. I don't know what people do, and like, I mean, I, I have a I have a busy life. Clear. We were on clearly. the podcast with the uh, the gentleman from super bracket bros yeah like two weeks oh, so ago. many of our listeners are just yeah. people with other podcasts so i was like oh sure why not yeah <laughs> sure peck has a podcast that's actually starting a pot you might as well at this point <laughs> i guess i should uh, yeah, okay so i'll do that again uh our special guest this week is uh our friend and top three enthusiast tyler peckham here to talk to us about football What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? Welcome yeah, back, dude. What up? Return yeah, show. Yeah, let's do some more football. This is great. Second, second time guest. Um, all right. So today's topic is our top three offensive NFL players. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I just. It takes on an entirely different connotation when you say it as offensive NFL player. Right. Uh, because my list would be entirely different. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. Fine. Aaron's uh, list is offense. probably... There. So before we get started, uh, I believe it would be customary if everybody went through and gave us all their favorite NFL teams so we have some context to who we're picking and why we're going the direction we're going. Uh, Dave, you want to start? Yeah. So part of the rule for this episode is we're only allowed to pick one player from our favorite team. Um, I'm a Browns fan, so obviously I have hundreds of amazing offensive players to pick from uh, from my lifetime of watching football. Uh, so th- this is a really hard topic for me. I mean, literally hundreds of Hall of Fame offensive players in the last 20 years. Uh, so, yeah, Browns fan. I'll take that cue, uh, that silence as a cue for me to go. Uh, Aaron here. <laughs> A uh, big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Uh, lots of players to choose from, uh, but a lot of problematic players in that franchise as well. We're winning the Super Bowl this year. Go, Kenny. Uh, Alan here, a uh, Browns fan, uh, obviously. Uh, as Dave mentioned, there's a well, there's a real there's a real wealth of talent for me to choose from. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> most of it is at the quarterback position. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to, I had to reach on to, I, I looked at some special teamers, I guess. Uh, we had a couple of those guys that really panned out, but <laughs> that's right. I, I should mention uh, up front. We, the, the stipulation here is uh, no quarterbacks can are in play. Correct. Correct. And we, we decided that why, uh, just because we we feel like top three quarterbacks would be its own topic, uh, we could easily do top three quarterbacks. So why not let the uh, the other offensive players shine? We got a lot of offensive guards to talk about. <laughs> Fair enough. A lot of fullbacks. Yeah, I guess I'm the I guess I'm, I'm the tail. So I am uh, just like the Browns fans. I have a ton of uh, players to pick from my squad uh, too. Uh, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, so it was a. Uh, Super difficult for my squad too, since uh, we're uh, very offensive oriented. Hey, but you got Baker now, though. Yeah. Yep, now, now, can I ask? Uh, were you a Buccaneers fan before? Uh... Before the Brady. <sighs> yes. Before Brady. Yeah. So as a kid, I w- I fell in love with the creamsicle jersey. So I was uh, I, I, ra- I was raised I was raised with the difficult years. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, it was uh it's been it's been fun. So I've I've seen two Super Bowls. I've also seen twenty ish years of difficult seasons too. So yeah, that is the the joy of being a sports fan, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So <laughs> that's okay. And has the host? I just want to say, while I'm not the biggest football fan in the world, not the biggest sports fan in the world, I don't truly know all the rules and regulations of a basic football game. I will say I, I always support the Browns, so I was happy that they won this Good week. Man. And surprised. Like legitimately I was like, oh well this is Same. gonna be a bummer. I think David <laughs> Allen would probably also maybe not Allen because he's the worst. Uh-uh. But I'm sure nope. also most Browns fans were surprised. <laughs> kind of. Fully confident 17 and 0 this year, buddy. I love that energy. It's gonna game. happen. Yeah. Gonna keep bringing it. Till we're till we're 16 and 1. <laughs> then I'm gonna stop bringing that 17 and 0 energy. All right. So uh the way this is gonna work today, uh, we're gonna go in order. Uh Dave, Aaron, Alan, then Peckham. Uh we're gonna do our our number threes, our number twos, and then finally our number ones with some honorable mentions at the end, and then we'll get into some listener responses after that. Um, basic top three rules and general dogma. Um, all right, quick side <laughs> note. Did did we decide, is there a Michael Bumpus? There is a Michael Bumpus. Blood there the is indeed a Michael Bumpus, and fucking wacky, uh, Michael Bumpus is Michael Bumpus. Michael Bumpus. Stop the bump. That was good. That went well. That That gets better every time we do that. It's a space time continuum (laughs) paradox because our Michael Bumpus is indeed Michael Bumpus. That means the fabric of all reality is about to fall apart because you guys chose Michael Bumpus. I just hope you're happy with yourselves. Yeah, if anybody wants to do heroin before this thing ends, you go find Alan. He's got you. Yep. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, what's a what is a Michael Bumpus for the uninitiated? Well, it's really weird to say that somebody is uninitiated to the idea of what Michael Bumpus is and what he meant to the NFL. But on the Correct. off chance that you just learned how to talk and listen, uh, Michael Bumpus is objectively the greatest football player of all time. We have a Michael Bumpus alert for any time there is an answer within our top three that is so overwhelmingly correct that the only way that you can define that answer is by calling it Michael Bumpus because he is overwhelmingly the best football player of all time. So with our top three tonight, top three non-quarterback offensive NFL players of all time, it's got to be Michael Bumpus because he is the Michael Bumpus of Michael Bumpus. That is correct. Michael Bumpus with career stats of four games played, five receptions, 48 yards and one touchdown. I mean, who can mm-hmm. honestly, who can compare like Jerry Rice dreams mm-hmm. of being Michael Bumpus at night? I, I don't even actually I'm like mad that you put Jerry Rice and Michael Bumpus in the same I sentence. Know, I know. And it didn't involve you saying is a bitch compared to Michael Bumpus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, go uh go Bumpus. Go That's Bumpus. Right. I'm, I'm 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 telling you, we could get him on the pod. We, we could, could try. do it. <laughs> Alan is persuasive or he could scare him with legal documents. <laughs> <laughs> You guys know that Michael Bumpus, Michael Bumpus does the radio show for the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, you told us that last time, dude. I'm big glad the he's show. still getting paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fan. 
Yeah, you want you guys want me to yeah, send oh yeah. him a letter? Oh yeah, put a lot of explanation. Okay. Yeah, we'll send him a letter. So he thinks he has a lot respond. of bold text. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna write it in all caps. Make it <laughs> sort, out of make it sort, out of newspaper yeah. clippings, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like magazines, <laughs> it's put a, out like little letters. It's, a, it's a, a libric. That's so. Funny. <laughs> 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 um, did we just make me into the Riddler? I mean, I'm yeah. okay with yeah, it. I think I'm that's what happened. Yeah, for clarification. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll find a <laughs> we, hat. We know you're going to find a hat. Okay, so uh, without any more nonsense, let's get into it. Uh, Dave, you're number three. All right, so my number three um, is a player who's uh, is a current player, um, shockingly not on the Browns, uh, but this is, in my opinion, the most fun player to watch in football today, uh, and it is Tyreek Hill. Good answer. Every time Tyreek Hill touches the ball, I'm like, holy shit, he's just going to outrun everybody. Uh, the 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 uh, the Dolphins, the Chiefs used to do this. Well, the Chiefs used to do that thing where he would just run straight and Mahomes would throw it 90 yards and he would catch it. And that was fun. But the Chiefs did this. Now the Dolphins do too. They, they do a bunch of like crossing routes with Tyreek Hill. And if he has like a foot of separation, he just catches it and like, hits like that speed that no one else can hit. And you, you see him run, you're like, holy shit, he's so much faster than the fastest athletes like in the United States. And so when he hits that and he just like turns a regular pass into like a 60 yard touchdown, uh, that's awesome. Of course, being super fast, but like, I think he's super underrated for how great he is at catching contested passes. And he's like five foot one or some shit. Like it doesn't make any sense that he's that good at catching like like jump balls thrown when he's shorter than the cornerbacks. So uh, not to make a big thing about Tyreek Hill, um, but the, that's my number three. He's my favorite offensive player to watch in the NFL today. Uh, I think the Browns play the Dolphins this year. That's uh, it's going to be rough if they do. But yeah, number three. That's a good pick, dude. Tyreek, and here, here is so I my number three is very much Tyreek Hill adjacent. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, uh, yeah. just a little guy who's a wide receiver who's really really good at fighting for those balls. What it comes down to Perfect. is straight up one a uh, crazy vertical for somebody his size and insane upper arm strength. And like that is one thing that like like Tyreek kills already like the fastest probably like one of the fastest people in the NFL already. And like, uh, but that that's kind of the thing about like small receivers like him is normally when you see these small receivers in the NFL anymore, they're all in, in, in the slot or they're running gadget plays out of the backfield or whatever. Tyree kill is a, run in your face like randy moss go up and get it or burn you type receiver and i am so glad he does not play on anybody in the afc north because that would fucking suck having to go up against yeah. somebody like sucks that sucks to suck rap boy yeah sucks to, sucks to suck. <laughs> good job. yeah that's funny good good rap boy slamming yeah dude tyree kill is awesome yeah, dude, he's awesome. All, all these teams like try and pick dudes that are like super like the track star wide receivers the browns just tried the last couple years with anthony anthony schwartz and he's like super fast but he can't do anything else that wide receivers do and tyree kill is just like really great at everything else like he's good at running routes he gets contested catches all of these teams are like constantly trying to find guys that are this fast but he's just like a special special type of player i think it's also like the commitment to like the off-season grind. Like, I'm not sure if you guys yeah. watched that Peyton Manning documentary on Netflix. I think it's like quarterback. Like, 
if you watch like the work that Patrick Mahomes puts in his body, Tyreek Hill has like a similar regimen. Like, mm-hmm. like I think that's the difference too. Like I was like as you as you were describing it, like I was kind of like having an old man moment because like yeah, like the NFL has changed. Like because like back in the day when we were watching like in high school, like those wide receivers wouldn't last because they would get blasted and they'd have CTE, right? Right. Yeah. Because like they, they wouldn't survive because they would just get blown up in the line of scrimmage. They can't, they couldn't get their, they can't get the running start they'd get now. But like also like they're training differently too now. Like it's just, it's just phenomenal. The, the amount of work, like a guy like Tyreek Hill like, puts forth, like, you know, like guys like Tom Brady, like laid down that blueprint. Like, again, I'm not, I, I know I'm a Bucks fan. He was on my team for three years. I'm not on his nuts, but like, you know, these, some of these athletes have laid down the blueprint for these guys to train now. It's going to be interesting to see like how these players do now moving forward, like in the next 10 or 15 years. And like guys, let's see what guys like Tyree kill. And even like some of these other guys, like it'll be interesting to see like, yeah, these, these athletes are going to be amazing. I wish defenses yeah. could do more, but exactly. it's going to be, it's going to be, off- <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> no. awesome to see what some of these offensive players can do too, though. Peck, first I off, think- great point. Like, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, Alan, great point. Like I, that's why we like you on these NFL podcasts. Cause you got that like perspective of something like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, it's going to be interesting to see how wide receivers develop when like, they're not getting the shit kicked out of them every fucking play, like what they can do at their fullest potential without constantly being injured. Sorry, Alan. Go- no, I'm good. Hey <laughs> <laughs> guys, I think I figured out how to make Alan not talk. Yeah. That's the, we cracked the code. <laughs> It's uh, it, it's cool. Um, and and I think like, if Tyree Kill were in the NFL like twenty years ago, he'd be really great for like five or six seasons, and then he just like, once he's not super fucking fast anymore, he wouldn't be that good. But he's already gone past that now. Uh, probably a tribute to to his work ethic, like you said. Well, yeah, that Jalen Ramsey comment he made, like when Jalen Ramsey was like on the, the Jaguars, like, he's a, he's a punt returner. Like that would have been Tyreek Hill twenty years ago, but like that's not yeah. him anymore. Like because you could you could blast a guy twenty years ago, twenty you know twenty years ago, Tyreek Hill couldn't go off the line of scrimmage because a corner could put hands on him. And then you know the game has changed for better for worse. That's debatable. We could have a podcast on that for thirty episodes and not get anywhere with it. But yeah. Anyways, I'll stop. I'm being a grumpy old man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Uh, Aaron, you're number three. All right. My number three is, excuse me, very similar to Tyreek Hill, uh, a little wide receiver who is just awesome. My my number three is going to be Steve Smith. Uh, Yeah, Steve Smith is so much fun to watch play. Uh, I know. Peck hates him because he played for the fucking Panthers and he was awesome, but he also played for the Ravens, man. So like, I'm, I'm also going for somebody who played for a team. I hate, I love Steve Smith, just like Tyree kill. And like what I mentioned about just like the absolute strength, Steve Smith was out there is, was out there like literally manhandling safeties and wide receivers. Steve Smith is five foot nine. Steve Smith probably weighed like 208 pounds or something like that. And like, not only was he like an incredible blocker, uh, a, a, a really, really strong dude. He's just like Tyree kill throw it my direction. I don't care if it's, you know, Antonio Camardi. I, I, I don't, I don't care if it's champ Bailey, like, you know, a, a tall ass type of corner. He's the guy that's going to jump up and more t- more often than not, he comes down with it. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for the Panthers cause I have family in North Carolina. So I, I've always 
Pseudo followed them. Steve Smith is by far my favorite Panther of all time. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we hit, uh, you know, you know, in our Tyree kill conversation, you know, a lot of the same reasons why Steve Smith is so awesome. He's also a God tier level trash talker there. I, I watched like a, like a montage of like him doing interviews and like half of them end with like, if I see him in the street, I'm going to punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> like Steve, Steve Smith was terrifying. He talked a lot of shit. It was great. He yes, talked he a lot of yes, shit. It was, it was awesome because nobody wants to have somebody that's seven inches shorter than talking that shit and then get fucking popped in the mouth for it uh so i'm, I'm gonna stop there one thing you should do is there is a video of when uh, of when uh, von miller was on the break and steve smith absolutely lays him out on this block like steve smith five nine X amount of pounds, Von Miller in his prime, and Steve Smith just absolutely lifts this man off the ground. Like it was on this crack back block. It was so awesome. So, yeah, all the same reasons as Tyree Kill. Steve Smith, just a fucking awesome wide receiver. Yeah, it's a great pick. Steve Smith was on my list uh, before I, I watched the highlights from week one, and I was like, I got to talk about Tyree Kill. Sure. I just love watching that. Sure. But yeah, Steve Smith is awesome. Um, even when he was on the Ravens and he wasn't like that fast anymore. It's like you said, like he's also just like a, a real physical, like, you know, catches just about everything. So he was still awesome. Even when he didn't have that like burning speed anymore. Or, or a good quarterback to throw him the ball. Like at, <laughs> at, at that point, no, seriously. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I, I love a little wide receiver. I love somebody who pops you in the mouth and I love somebody who wins jump balls and Steve Smith check Mark every single box. Yeah, even in his older years, he was a great leader. I think that's I think that's something that people don't realize. Like, yeah, he had the mouth, but like he was a good leader. Yeah. He wasn't just one of those guys that talked a bunch of shit and then never did anything either. Like he could he could talk because he was great. He's allowed to. And I think he only had seven touchdowns against Tampa in his career, so he's not that big of a deal. Yeah, not that. <laughs> that's obviously everything <laughs> we're saying he didn't do to the Buccaneers, Peckham. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> All right, uh, Alan, number three, my good sir. I went with uh, Rob Gronkowski for my number three. Great pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, mostly just because he was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like I, when I was figuring out who I wanted to pick for this, for this, I, I didn't want to pick, like, you know, who was the best player you know, like Tyree Kill, like, yeah, he can break ankles and stuff. But Rob Gronkowski was good. He probably wasn't the best tight end, uh, but he was always having a great time. Uh, and so, you know, I just have a couple Rob Gronkowski moments that I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, the first one was New Year's Eve 2020. Uh, so they had him on some show or another in Times Square because, you know, they knew that New Year's Eve 2020 was going to be a catastrophe. And so they sent Gronk there and Steve Harvey. <laughs> and so, so they, had a, they had a Lego bus of Steve Harvey uh, from the shoulders up, uh, all, made of, all made of Legos. And I just remember Gronkowski picked it up and he did like a little touchdown dance with it um, and then just spiked it in the ground. And how angry Steve Harvey got. It was. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it was like really pleasant. He was upset because he asked, do you know, do you know how long it takes to find that many brown Legos? 
it was um, <laughs> like a, Steve Harvey's funny. I'm tired of the Steve dude, Harvey hate. That is a funny guy. Yeah. Steve Harvey is Steve Harvey's from West Virginia, guys. West Virginia treasure, Steve Harvey. I thought he was from Cleveland. No, he's from West Virginia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. From the hills. Uh, let's see. Oh, the uh, the other one was. Sorry, I spilled beer on my post-it here. Uh, he did an interview after one of their Super Bowl wins on ESPN Deportes, and so they <laughs> they asked questions in Spanish and then repeat them in English. And when he would answer them, he'd try to answer them in Spanish. And so they asked him a question at the end, and his answer was just "Yo soy fiesta." And I thought <laughs> just emblematic, really, of his entire vibe. And then, um, you have, you have so much material of him killing the Steelers. <laughs> you have so much Steelers killing material. Oh, buddy, the Steelers are killing themselves. I don't need to draw any hey, more attention to hey, it. Aw. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for you, buddy. That's why I'm not talking about it. Look, I appreciate it. I love you, dude. That's like, that's subscriber content. That's where we say really <laughs> awful we, things yeah, out loud. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, it just gets awful. Um, oh, this other one's funny, but uh, not funny. Anyway, but Rob Gronkowski, my number three pick, because he is a cool dude. He's also pretty good at football. In yeah. solid football, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would argue that for a while there, he was the best tight end because uh, he's he was always open. He's really big, so like he could just kind of like put his body in front of people, and then he caught everything. And he was a really great blocker. Yeah. So it's like the perfect tight end. Mm-hmm. I, I would argue yeah. he is the best tight end of all time. Now, like there, there is to be had. Like he had the greatest quarterback of all time throwing to him, but like literally like this, this dude would catch a pass six yards off the line of scrimmage one second after the snap and turn it into an 87 yard game because he was blowing through linebackers. And if he gets through one linebacker, he definitely getting through the safety. That man gives me nightmares. Like when, when the Steelers used to play like the Patriots, when Rob Gronkowski was on the team, I was like, okay, all right. So if we can hold Gronkowski to seven receptions, 150 yards and two touchdowns, we might win this game. I understand that there are probably better tight ends and I know they have better stats. Gronkowski just doesn't have the longevity to match up with somebody like Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates or anything like that. But if you like pound for pound, like season for season, I do think Gronkowski was the best tight end that ever played football. So hey, yeah. for what it's worth. I, I, I think that Gronk was like, kind of washed like his last three seasons in the NFL, but he was still really good just because he, he just knows how to play. He, he mm-hmm. knows how to get yep. open. Like when he was on the Buccaneers, like he wasn't running past anybody, but he was, Mm-mm. he was, he knows how to get open. He always caught the ball and you know, did he get to, a touchdown to in the Super Bowl? He did. For the Bucs? Yeah. Yep. Like, I mean, yep. it still contributed to his Super Bowl winning team. Clearly not the same player that he was. That was cool. Now, Aaron, he would do all those stats. With the concussion and hungover. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like after a night of partying in Venice Beach. Yeah. But but I, I will say before we move on, Alan, I do like this perspective of like choosing like a, a player like that. Like they're not only like athletes, these guys are entertainers. And while I know I would hate 
Gronkowski, like if I was like in a situation where I had to interact with him, he is great on camera. That guy is fucking hilarious. Too. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? He seems you cool. Well, he seems nice. He'll yeah, be on the podcast hang out next with week. Gronkowski? If he was paying for everything and liked me, sure, why not? He likes everybody. Why, yeah. why would you think he wouldn't like you? I I, just, I I got a I got a feel. Eh, <laughs> that's a that's a gray area, Alan. Uh, just, I just wonder why it's his default. He's know? just he's just such a bro, dude. Like I don't want to hang out with him. Like right. I feel like you would be the one that would sour that relationship for sure. the two of you to meet. Aaron. Yeah, sure, sure. But if he was paying for everything, I'd I'd take my shirt. You know, fucking do the Jersey Shore pump. I'd do it all. <laughs> If he, if he was taking me to the Ritz. That's Patreon content for you, Dave. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tyler, go ahead and give us your number three. All right. So I'm going to get uh, my my team's pick out of the way, actually. So my number three is actually Joliet, Illinois' finest, Michael Allstott, a.k.a. A-Train. Yes. Yerk. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so uh, 6'1", 248 pounds of solid muscle. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s running back slash fullback. I, I don't know what what do you want to call him. Um, I don't know. I played with him in Madden. I always put my fullback with the work done, and he was pretty unstoppable. But um, <laughs> um, So let's see here. Uh, ever had, had 5,000 total yards. 58 touchdowns. Not probably not ever going to make a running or never going to make a Hall of Fame, but just an awesome running back to watch growing up. Um, definitely part of that, uh, a big contributor to that my first my my first squad's uh, Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's unstoppable. It literally took like 10 guys to take him down. Um, I I'm sorry, Cleveland fans, but one of my favorite highlights is one of that infamous run against Cleveland where it took like your entire squad to take him down. And actually, I don't think you took him down. I think you scored on that play, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, don't know try. what else. To say. Yeah. I'm not sure what else to say about him, but the man was an awesome, the man was awesome. His, his nickname was the a train for a reason. Like it took a team to take him down. He was always fun to watch. He had like the old school, like a neck roll still. Yeah. Like you just, yeah. He was, like, he was, oh yeah. He was a monster, and like I'm not sure if you've seen him recently, um, but like he is like still just like solid muscle. He's got his own like steakhouse in Tampa. We tried to go when we were in Tampa this summer, but uh, it, apparently there's like a six month waiting list to go to it. <laughs> um, uh, fun fact too, actually, I kind of looked this up. When I was making the list. Um, you know, like Derrick Henry's like you know the the freak running back in the recent in the league right now. Like he's um, Derrick Henry's six three, uh, two hundred fifty pounds. Um, it just kind of per- put it in perspective, like the comparison, to, like running backs now to then, like Mike Allstott's that size. So like, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like twenty years now. That I don't think that would have been that big of a deal. It's like you know, it just kind of gives you a snapshot of how the league is kind or the, yeah, how the league has kind of changed a little mm-hmm. bit too. So um, I'm not saying that. That, you know, I, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about the rule changes and things like that, but like, you know, there were running backs the size of Mike Allstott 20 years ago, and now, you know, Derrick Henry is considered a freak, and I'm not saying Derrick Henry's not good; he's a monster. But like, I don't know, just, just it was just kind of a that was kind of my aha moment because I didn't realize that myself either. Yeah, so. yeah, Mike Allstott was cool. Anyway. I, I like to refer to him yeah. as the uh, the proto Peyton Hillis. But mm-hmm. yeah, yep. he's yeah. fun to it. He's really fun to watch uh, back in the day. And like 
sometimes I'll find myself on YouTube spirals of just watching highlight videos. And I always like a good <laughs> Mike Allstott running over people compilation. Oh yeah. Give me like oh, 12 yeah. minutes of that. Hell yeah. Oh, and, 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 and two, two things about Mike Allstott. Love this man. Huge shoulder pads and quick fucking feet, man. Like, you know, he's yeah. running over people, but watch some of those highlights, man. Like for every person he goes over, there's another person he jukes out of his shoes. Like I always consider Mike Allstott a fullback. And every year when the Steelers release their final roster, there's always a fullback. And I'm like, uh, we're going to need at least another center. Why did you guys break a fullback on? <laughs> like, that, that's how much the game has changed, too. Yeah. Like, to even we're like, can you name a fullback in the NFL that's not on your favorite team? Nope. Mm, do, do teams run fullback I mean, sets? Like, you know, so Mike Allstott was really like that last era of a power running fullback or at least the last great one too. So I, I think this is a great pick. I'm not shitting on the Buccaneers for like their lack of, you know, offensive, you know, you know, superstar power over the last X amount of time or whatever. But Mike Allstott is my favorite Buccaneer of all time. So I like this pick. Yeah. His runs were just violent. Like he would like he would get down like six inches from the ground and he'd almost be like in a three point stance still running down and like still making contact and getting five or six extra yards. It was just yeah. it was just fun to watch. So All right. Uh Dave, let's go ahead and start round two and go ahead and give us your number two. Okay. My number two is uh my Browns pick. And uh like I said, we have literally hundreds of hall of fame players just from the Browns roster in, in 2001. So this, this was really tough, but um, I, I got to go with my Browns pick. We're going with Phil Dawson. Um, yep. Had uh, Kellen Winslow not done what he did, maybe he would have made my list because I liked watching <laughs> him play, but obviously no, not no. anymore. No, 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 uh, no. <laughs> so uh, Phil Dawson is my pick for my number two. Dave, why would you pick a kicker? It's because he's the best Browns player for at least 15 years of his career. Uh, the the Browns, with their wealth of offensive talent during those years, um, would often find themselves in a difficult field position, you know, a fourth and 19 and the like. And uh, you could always count on Phil Dawson to make a field goal in the worst weather, in the best weather. Doesn't matter. The man was was automatic. Uh, Justin Tucker can kick it farther than Phil Dawson, but that that feeling you got when they lined up for field goals is the same feeling I got watching Phil Dawson. I always thought he was going to make it. I was shocked when he missed kicks. Uh, same with Justin Tucker now. Phil Dawson didn't have the leg, but my man was automatic 45 yards and under, never missed. So um, when you have a team with so many good players that they struggle to score touchdowns. Uh, a kicker is your best weapon. And for a while, I don't give a shit about Adam Vinatieri. Phil Dawson was the best kicker in the NFL. <laughs> so that's my number two. I love Phil Dawson, Dave. I, I know, buddy. I, I know. I love Phil Dawson so much. I feel like the best, because all of those things that you said are, are obviously true, right? We wouldn't be here if those things weren't true. Right. Um, <laughs> but i feel like uh i feel like the one thing that you didn't talk about is how phil dawson just got better with age you yeah. know i mean like he started out and like you you watched him he grew up with the browns it was it was amazing except the browns just never grew up but phil dawson did he kept getting better and better until he was the best kicker in the nfl he would have been on my list 
I didn't put any special teamers on my list, and I'm a little bit sad about it now. Yeah, but, we'll have to wait till um, we do top three kickers on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Peck, Peckham Peck just got hard. That motherfucker hates kickers. Like, oh, an Team Grammatica, baby. Yeah, dude. I'll say this. I just looked it up. Phil Dawson, 14th all-time on the all-time scoring list. I, I think yeah. it's... I think it, which is, I, I thought it would be like top 25 or something like that. 14. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I also he kicked didn't... a lot of field goals and not a lot of extra points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When your volume scoring is triple what your actual volume scoring should be. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like Phil Dawson too, man. Like I, I, I love a good, like long tenured kicker. Like I like somebody that's played for the same team for, you know, 10 years and, you know, and on top of what Alan said about like, he grew up with the Browns, like Phil Dawson. Dawson wasn't great right away. It was one of those guys that they were actually like patient with, you know, and they were just like, nah, it'll eventually work itself out. And that it did. Uh, but back to the point, I didn't actually think about special teamers either, but when I, I, I feel like uh, you can count a kicker as an offensive player because they're scoring points. So yeah, also yeah, another cool because, perspective. Because for like, he was on the Browns for maybe like, 13 or 14 seasons, something like that. And for at least 11 of those, he was their best offensive player. Oh, I was their offense. He was their all star. Hey, Jeff Garcia. Come on. <laughs> no, no, non no quarterbacks, non quarterbacks. You know, you, when we, we do we, top three quarterbacks. Jeff, Jeff Garcia, Garcia is going to be, but, you know, <laughs> while we're still on the Browns thing, who, who, who could we, I, I, I was a big fan of, uh, Joe Thomas, you know, we haven't talked about any lineman. That's another guy. I think on the Browns, who could yeah. have made that list, but no, no Joe Thomas yet. wasn't kicking 49 yarders in the rain in Baltimore. You know no, I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't double doink yeah. winning games against Baltimore <laughs> yeah, yeah, against a heated rival. All he was doing was just like kind of stopping Terrell Suggs. But like, yeah, at the same time, like I, I, I really like Phil Dawson. He is one of my favorite kickers of all time. Do you think he'll make yeah. the hall of fame one, one ever? Phil Dawson? No, no, probably, probably not. No, I, I don't think so. I think like he probably would have already cause he retired a while ago. How many kickers are in the hall of fame? Like, are there any like, like, like Vinatieri has to be yeah, Luke Groza, like, and, uh, yeah, right. Like, so what do you have to do to get, to be like a kicker into the hall of fame? If Vinatieri is not in the hall of fame, no kicker should be in the hall of fame, but if Vinatieri is in the hall he of is. fame, then yeah. there is a, yeah, a so, so there, there's gotta be, so yeah. Okay. Now that I'm saying it out loud, like, I'm sure there's like. 50, yeah, there's, you know, there's but a lot, like, a lot of black and white pictures. Phil Dawson's good Ugh. enough too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. I mean, like Justin Tucker's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, Justin Tucker will. Oh, yeah. easy, easy. He's already got. He, I bet he already is with Janikowski should time. be I'm, just on principle. Definitely got to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just on fatness alone. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Uh, Aaron, let's go ahead and get your number two. All right, I'm going to get my Steelers one off the board here. I've never been shy about saying this guy is my favorite football player of all time, uh, but it's Jerome Bettis. Uh, and for a lot of the, you know, he retired as the fifth all-time leading rusher in NFL history. Uh, I think he currently is like seventh or eighth on that all-time list. But uh, Jerome Bettis was, he he was the reason I started liking the Steelers, like straight up. So when I was a little kid, I would always watch football games with my grandpa. My grandpa was a big Browns fan. And I just remember watching the Steelers and the Browns play and seeing Jerome Bettis just just this giant, just this just this monster of a human being just running over 
everybody. And that's that's my kind of running back. That's why I like people like Peyton Hillis. That's why I like Mike Allstott. But Jerome Bettis is probably the greatest big guy running back of all time. I I, I really like players like like I said, I like short receivers. Like, you know, I like I I I like white point guards. You know what I mean? I I I like fat running backs. Like I like people who look like they shouldn't be able to do what they're doing, but do do it. Uh I, I I don't want to get go hardcore on Jerome Bettis. There were a couple other Steelers players that I was thinking of. I was thinking about Antonio Brown for like what he did during the stretch he was on the team. I was thinking Heinz Ward and other time favorite players, but Jerome Bettis to me just like he is the the Steeler way. He's the guy that took pay cuts and played third string for you know three extra years after he should have retired to get the Super Bowl uh, or to get a final Super Bowl win, which was great. That was a that's one of those NFL. If you don't hate Pittsburgh, it's one of those NFL like you know, storybook stories where like the guy who's been trying to get a Super Bowl his entire career and gotten close so many times and never gotten it decides to come back for one year and played for like lunch. <laughs> like, you know, like and and he he like uh they they made it to the Super Bowl. They won it. They won it in his hometown of Detroit. They won it Super Bowl 40, which is XL in Roman numerals. And he is an extra large kind of presence <laughs> and fatness. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I love Jerome Bettis and, you know, a lot of people will argue like, you know, he wouldn't be that high in the list with, without the longevity, but I think the farther along the down we go in the NFL, the NFL used to be versus what it's now, the fact that he was able to maintain that sort of consistency for, you know, 13, 14 years, like that running backs just don't last that long anymore. So, uh, I'm going to chill on that now. Jerome Bettis, I, I love him. I, I could talk about, you know, just his style and whatever for hours and hours and hours, but he's my favorite stealer of all time. And, uh, so I had to put him on this list. Number two. Yeah, dude. Um, I, if you said Heinz Ward, I was going to talk a bunch of shit, but sure. I love Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Um, I, when I was a kid, while the Browns were not a thing, I kind of floated from team to team. Um, and for a while there, I loved watching Jerome Bettis because like you said, he just run people over very similar to Mike Allstott. Mm. And if you, if you like watching football, but don't like watching people get run over, then I, I'm not, I'm not sure why, especially in yeah, like the late nineties. <laughs> why, why are you, why are you watching? Mm -hmm. So yeah, big fan of Jerome Bettis. Uh, the bus is an objectively awesome nickname. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Yeah. Get straight That's to correct. the point. You know exactly mm -hmm. what kind of player he is. Mm -hmm. His nickname's the bus. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, loved, loved watching him play. And, uh, by the time I developed a, a hatred toward, uh, kind of toward the Steelers, but mostly toward you personally, Jerome Bettis was, <laughs> was in that, like that goal line role. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I think he had that one, uh, stat line where it was like three rushes for like one and a half yards and yeah, three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it, it aspirational. Was... Yeah, that dude. Track. I mean, and and that that's the coolest thing is like they brought him back just knowing full well you don't got anything left. We had Deuce Staley, we had Willie Parker, and then you know he still you know when they were trying to make the Super Bowl that year they had to win straight to end the year and they had a really big game against the Bears coming up. This is like when the Bears had Brian Urlacher and he just has this like twenty yard run and at the very end of it he just fucking blows through Brian Urlacher is like a thirty six year old man just absolutely demolishes this guy and runs in and it was just like. But like on the reverse side of that coin, do you guys remember when he fumbled against the Colts? Oh yeah, he almost he almost fucked it all up. Oh, Ooh, no, that was yeah. that was that was literally that the was worst moment of my life. Like with that, that is like 
I don't want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. He's gone. But if Ben Roethlisberger made one play that was important, it wasn't that throw in the second Super Bowl. It was him tackling that idiot fucking safety who didn't cut the other direction uh, or else Jerome Bettis's career would have ended on the worst possible note. Were we been awful for that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, dude, that was in high school. So like potentially. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody there did not like the Steelers except for yeah. like. I'm not naming names, but like I know everybody in the room is like, "Oh, Aaron's gonna fucking shoot himself." Did I, did anybody <laughs> make sure Aaron didn't bring his gun because he's gonna kill himself? <laughs> because that was literally the worst. Because he's such a good dude, he's such a nice dude, and he did so many things for that city and for that team. If his career would have, and then thank God, dude, the fucking Mike Vanderjack walked out there off seven shots of whiskey. <laughs> you know, it just janked that field goal. So thank God, thank you, Mike Vanderjack. Cool. I love you. He was like such a class act. I was like super happy when he won that Super Bowl too. Like, there's just super, some players you just like really cheer for the way mm-hmm. get that Super Bowl ring. Like, I was just yeah. super excited. Like, I don't normally cheer for the Steelers. Sorry, Aaron, but like when they were in <laughs> you and everybody playing, else, like I was like, all right. The bus got one. All right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Steelers. Oh, yeah, right, I'll hate the Steelers <laughs> tomorrow, dude, when Jerome Bettis is out of here. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There are players that you were to do those things. And this was in a pre-everybody is like really hates the Steelers timeline. I feel like they, they, they were like right at that point. Where I feel like most people were like, well, that would be really cool if he won the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. People didn't know what a scumbag Ben Roethlisberger was. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Dude, it literally, yeah. literally changed everything. It wasn't national news. People knew, just not nationally. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it hadn't people, got, it hadn't people got had there seen yet. him before. Yeah, so. that's right. People, and, yeah, people were in <laughs> bars in Finley, Ohio when he was home on spring break. They, they knew. They didn't know. <laughs> they, everyone was clear. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Jerome Bettis, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a big Jerome Bettis love fest, and I don't want to say anything uh, too negative. Talk your shit. I thought I thought he was trash. I oh. mean, he was a he was a big fat guy. Oh. He he oh. held on to the ball oh. most of the time. Need love too, okay, man. Like, look, look, it's fine. Love that. Fat fat guys are great. Love fat guys. They play offensive line. He could have played tight end. That would have been ideal for him. Um, <laughs> defensive but like, tackle. Yeah, defensive tackle. Something. Uh, fullback. We talked about fullbacks earlier. He was probably about the size of, you know, two Mike Allstots. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jerome Bettis, he's fine. He was a, a solid running back. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame running back myself. Well, he's in um, the Hall of Fame, so. I know it's it's crazy to me that a guy that averages like three yards a carry winds up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was good back in the day. That three yards a carry was just averaged out over his last four years. He didn't really play. Eh, top 10 all-time rushers, Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, uh, multiple Walter Payton Man of the Year award Aaron. nominee. Aaron. <laughs> Hold on, he averaged four yards a carry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay, four yards even a carry. Okay, four yards even a carry. That's fair. That's bad. That's not a Hall of Fame number, is what I'm saying. I just, I just um, gave Phil Dawson a bunch of credit. But, Alan can't even say the most like likable guy in Steelers history is good. I hate. He's all right. I hate you. Said, I hate him. Opposite, opposite of Dave, had you said Heinz Ward, I'd have been like, 
All right. I like Hans Ward. Oh, yeah. So Alan likes football the way I like football, right? He doesn't like All right. Guys. All right. So for the sake of the debate, because that's what this kind of is, Emmett Smith only averaged four yards a carry. I don't think yeah, I mean, four Smith yards a carry is, is four great. Yards a carry is yeah, great. Yeah. great. Why? What is, what's happening? Four here? yards a carry is all right. First off. <laughs> Four yards of carry NFL, is like Alan? Hall of Fame. Okay, hold on, hold on, guys. Time out. Nope. nope, hold up. I'm gonna what? do this. What what is a what is a carry and what are yards? <laughs> okay, so I was about to talk a lot of shit about Nick Chubb. I was like, yeah, so what's Nick's Chubb average or Nick Chubb's average yards per carry in it for his whole career? It's five yeah, okay. so I'm like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, Nick <laughs> Chubb's incredible. <laughs> so incredible. So Jim, yeah, so Jim Brown averaged five yards a carry, but that's apples right. to oranges because Jim Brown was running against guys that was like 120 pounds. Yeah, that had part-time jobs aside from the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I got, that's no disrespect to Jim Brown. Jim Brown was an awesome player. He was an awesome guy. But the NFL was completely different back then, too. <laughs> okay, so let's look at a, let's look at a contemporary then. Uh, okay, temporary to, to, to Jerome Bettis. I mean, Emmett Smith would probably be a nice companion. Oh. Derrick Henry. What? He, he's a <laughs> yeah. Mar- Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, you know, right. big guy. Emmett Smith. Back. <laughs> Emmett, Emmett Smith, career 4.2 yards per carry. When did Emmett Smith start playing? Dude, I don't oh, like, know. Like 89? Uh, Derrick Henry, career 4.8 yards a carry. But like... Uh, Derrick Henry's better than Jerome Bettis. Derrick Henry's powerful and he's much faster than Jerome Bettis ever was. Clearly. Sure. Yeah. But like to to say that Jerome Bettis is trash, that is that's just Alan being no, Alan for the sake of fucking was trash too. Yeah, yeah. I said I said he was garbage. Okay, let's be clear. I'm so sorry. Really. I, I retract I retract my objection. Yeah. I love it when Alan is combative though. This is great podcast material. I guess we're done with Browns fans, so I was gonna you guys were talking about Joe Thomas earlier. I feel like Aaron, you have to be the biggest fan of Joe Thomas. Because yeah, he good. is He's the Cal Ripken of the NFL. He just well, Brett Favre is, but well, but I mean, he, like Joe Thomas is impressive for a guy who's six eight, three hundred pounds. I guess. Yeah. No, I just I was just thinking that. Sorry. I no, I love Joe Thomas. Track. No, no, no. You're good. This is this is what I love about this. Jerome Bettis, <laughs> number two. <laughs> okay well um on that note let's go ahead uh tyler what is your number two you skipped alan i think it's alan's turn alan? no alan, i asked alan didn't i nope we give him a timeout what, what year is this uh alan you're number two good sir my number two gentlemen is Nicholas Chubb. Um, we just talked about him a little bit. Uh, Nick Chubb is the most exciting player the Browns have had since they've come back. Uh, grand scheme of things, he's not that exciting. Uh, you know, he's not your Tyree Kill. He's not going to bust out a lot of 80-yard touchdown runs. He's not Barry Sanders. He's not going to run back and forth. Uh, laterally across the field and turn a you know a a 
two yard loss into a four yard gain by running 85 yards. Uh, but Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb averages 5.2 yards a carry, gentlemen. Uh, Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. And guys, uh, Nicholas Chubb, I don't know if you know this, but he is a, an absolute monster. Uh, have you seen his Instagram videos? No, but I'm looking at a picture of him shirtless right now, and that is scary. It's yeah, outrageous. His, his, his squat videos on Instagram are, I don't watch them because I'm terrified of how much weight he's lifting. I know that like, <laughs> you're like, you're about to see a leg break video. Right. I know. Like I know in my head, I'm like, they wouldn't put this on the official Cleveland Browns Instagram <laughs> if he breaks his leg, but <laughs> it's a lot of weight. <laughs> I love Nick Chubb, man. I love him. He is. That is what you want in an NFL running back. He's not flashy, and he's one of those running backs that got rewarded with a second contract, which as we go farther and farther, do but like he came out against the he came out against blood bag. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! Oh, shit, is this? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I tried. You all heard me try. But anyways, <laughs> Nick Chubb is the best running back in football. In the last couple of years, I've been arguing that Derrick Henry is the best running back in football. But I think you're slowly starting to see like Derrick Henry decline. Nick Chubb went out three days ago and did the same Nick Chubb shit I've always seen him do. He is one of the few running backs that like when they play, you know, Pittsburgh's always been known for having a stout like you know, defensive, like run stopping presence. And, you know, I, 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 almost every time, hundred yards, 112 yards, 140 yards. You're right. He's not lighting up that line. He's not this great, but he is a man. The amount of endurance training this guy has to do to be able to run the ball that much, that effectively every fucking game for, I mean, you have Deshaun Watson now, and he's fine, but like he is your offensive presence, or at least has been since he found himself in the starting lineup. I, I love Nick Chubb, dude. I think he's a wonderful running back. I would love to have a guy like Pittsburgh. I will say the Browns off really good, and has been for a couple of years. So I think that helps a lot, but like he ha- doesn't look like he's lost a step this year. Man, looks like he's probably going to be fine and probably could play next year, same level. He doesn't really get hurt bunch that's that's what you want out of a running back man that's why they paid him yeah he plays like 12 to 14 games every year um but Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's great he's i i agree like i've been saying the last several years like he's better than derrick henry like Mm -hmm. derrick henry has more flashy plays where he runs people over or like stiff arms people into the bench which is hilarious i Mm -hmm. love watching that (laughs) but yes nick chubb is a better runner uh, he's like, I remember people used to talk about Le'Veon Bell as like, you know, a really, really great running back because of how like patient and how great his, how patient he was and how great his vision was and how he just kind of like, kind of like take a couple steps and then like decide where to go and then make a little shift. And then, oh shit, it's an eight yard carry all of a sudden. And Nick Chubb does that ex- all the time. Literally the exact, there, there is not a more comparable back you could have picked than Le'Veon Bell. That's what yeah. he does, but he's bigger and stronger you know what and i mean and he, fumble he used, 
he <laughs> he does not fumble <laughs> that often. Um, he used to be faster too. He doesn't. He used to have like breakaway speed. I don't think he really right. has that anymore. But um, he's still like he's still a master of uh, just taking a regular play and just kind of picking his way for like a seven yard run. And then every now and then he'll still just stiff arm the fuck out of somebody. Um, Very cool. But he, I don't think he's ever talked during a game before. Like, I don't, I don't think he said a single word during a game. He's just like, you know, score a touchdown in the playoffs. Yeah. That, yeah, this, this is, this is what I do. Walk quietly back to the bench. Like I respect people. Like I respect I Steve Smith that. talking a ton of shit, but I love how quiet Nick Chubb is. Too. I, I love that shit, dude. Honestly, stoic. Like I'm a professional. This is my job. I'm expected to do that. I don't need to rile anybody up to get them off their game. I don't need to pump myself up to get me onto mine. I love that in a player. I think he's the kind of guy you want on your team, but doesn't necessarily make for an interesting product to watch. You know, I mean, because, you know, he's not Steve Smith. So much fun. Just always looking to smack someone in the fucking mouth. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like super fun and flashy. No, for sure. But like if you're a Browns fan and you are looking for them to, you know, get six yards on every running play, then yeah, you, you absolutely want Nick Chubb beautiful life there is a great to almost absolute chance he's gonna go for 150 on pittsburgh this week just straight up oh my god we will see by the time people hear this we'll know the answer (laughs) this is like this is listening to aaron talk like this is like foreplay to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) damn (laughs) all right on that note tyler what is your number uh, so this is tough. My one and two are kind of toss ups. Um, so my number two is actually going to be Randy Moss. Um, Great yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it's so close. Like, I don't know. The man is a human highlight reel. I know he kind of had a bit of a hiccup with Oakland, but I, I, where do you even start with this guy? Like, um, I don't know. Alan, West Virginia guy. Like there we go. <laughs> straight, um, cash, <laughs> straight, straight cash, homie. I live less than uh, four miles from where Randy Moss went to high school. Oh, really? That's right cool. now. Yeah, I could get there before we finish this. Uh, you should. Day. You should go. But- should I? Right. Yeah, see, see if you can find the ghost <laughs> of Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> so, almost sixteen thousand yards total uh, for his career. The fifteen and some change. Uh, One hundred fifty-six touchdowns. Average for his career, um, 162 yards receiving, almost a thousand yards reception, uh, almost a thousand receptions. Like the man was just a machine. I mean, obviously he he had that great year with Tom Brady, where they almost went uh, had the undefeated year. Like the man was just uh, incredible. He's an amazing guy on on ESPN. I like listening to him. Um, and uh, obviously, like I'm not sure if you listen to um. Uh, yeah, I think it was on with the uh, Wes Welker was on with uh, the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Um, sorry, not the plug another podcast, but uh, uh, oh, yeah, they're big competitors. Dare you? How dare you? We invite you onto this show. That's so but, funny. Uh, yeah, but like, some food of, out of Aaron's mouth. But some of some of some of those some of those other stories are some starting to come up. But, like he just like. He's just a funny guy. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just, uh, 
I don't even have to, have to say much more about him. We all know about him. He's just an, just a human highlight reel. Like he was just a fun guy to watch as a kid and kind of grow up. And yeah, I I don't know. Who was the uh, announcer when he mooned the crowd uh, that like about had a heart attack? He he, sh- he gets a bonus top three point for making that announcer freak out. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I don't know who it is, but I hope it's Chris Collinsworth because I cannot stand Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> oh, uh, that would now. absolutely track. Yeah, one hundred percent. That would absolutely. <laughs> I have track. Th- th- that I've never seen. It's, it's it was John. No, I'm just kidding, but that's the guy who gets upset about things. Uh, I'll make this quick. Um, I almost put Randy Moss on my list, but I couldn't. But Randy Moss, to me, is the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game of football. Uh, And, like, let's say he's not. He's at the very least number two, right? Like, or three. Uh, Went to, didn't he go to Juco? Like, wasn't he a Juco kid, too? Like, he, he didn't get it and then, like, transferred to... What was it? Marshall? Is that where Marshall. you went? Mm-hmm. I think he just went to Marshall. I, okay, fair enough. But like, dude, I, I watched that Randy Moss documentary. It's old as shit now, but it is awesome. It is a great documentary. Um, Randy Moss, I think, is the best receiver of all time. I think, you know, if I'm going to talk about Jerome Bettis and all these accolades he has, you have to like put longevity on that. I think Jerry Rice is kind of the same way. Like, yeah, that dude is clearly like fucking awesome. But if he played the amount of time that Randy Moss played, you know, you know, and he Steve Young and Joe Montana throwing to him, you know, Randy Moss had Tom Brady for a couple years, but it was mostly like Dante Culpepper fine you know uh but i i do think rainy moss is the greatest wide receiver to ever play i i i you know at that point you know you don't see you you didn't just see receivers just that fucking tall and that fucking skinny like you know running over the middle and doing those things i also think is really funny is we're all from troy ohio there is a wild vikings fandom like in troy ohio that is in ohio yeah yeah That's well, the chris carter the chris, effect, right? so and, and this mm-hmm. is another person i almost put on my list is chris carter because he's one of he's one of my favorite receivers of all time uh but yeah like so like I've i've grown up around vikings fans and having vikings football like on tv around here and stuff like that so i did get to see a lot of him play just you know not just the highlight reels this dude is the best he's the best he almost was he he was almost the the reason that the patriots went undefeated in, in you know straight through an entire season the fact that they didn't was very very funny don't get me wrong but like tom brady broke the touchdown record that year i think randy moss maybe broke the re- a, a couple of receiving records that year mm-hmm. he is the to me the best wide receiver to ever play football and like you're right he's personable is very funny straight cash yeah he's great uh all the talk about him being the best uh made me i i like i know that jerry rice has like a ridiculous number of touchdowns but i had to go check uh jerry rice scored 41 more touchdowns than randy moss mm-hmm. which is <laughs> wild um but yeah yeah i can't can't if anyone wants to say that randy moss is the best receiver like statistically jerry rice is but like I'm not going to try and argue against Randy Moss. That would be ridiculous. Um, Super fun to watch. And the fact that he and Chris Carter were on the same team uh, was Oh, and Robert Smith. Like they had a team. The the fact that the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl is wild. It, It is legitimately wild. They're probably the most successful team in the history of the NFL who's never won a Super Bowl. I, mean, I give Jerry Rice like he's like the, his route running ability like phenomenal, but yeah. just it's like if you need a jump ball or you need someone to go get a first down, like I'm I, with the exception of maybe like Calvin Johnson, I'm yes. just giving I'm giving mm-hmm. it to I'm just tossing it up to Randy Moss for yep. it. Like I don't why know. not? 
Why not? Yeah. What, 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 what's your best option? They, they like, made, you know? they made a verb. They named a verb after him. I think the big difference between Jerry Rice and Randy Moss, right. Is um, like commitment to the play. Cause that Randy yeah. Moss could have scored as many touchdowns as Jerry Rice, probably easily. Uh, if he, you know, he just took plays off. Kind of lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it well, wasn't locked in all the time. Well, mm-hmm. also the system. It's also the system, too. Like, Randy Moss didn't play in a West Coast system, either. Yeah, like, I that's mean, part of it too. he didn't get the catches that uh, right. Jerry Rice got, but he got the opportunity for, like, those 70-yard bombs. He was sure. just running that, solely what... post routes, you know? Right. And if you're asking Aaron Angle, like, you have one wide receiver that you to catch a Hail Mary pass to win a football game. That's true. NFL history, who do you pick? I'm not picking Jerry Rice. I'm David Tyree. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking correct. Steve Smith. Yeah. <laughs> who, whoever that guy Tebow threw to. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. Was, that, was that Brandon Marshall? No, it was, it was Demarius uh, Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Oh, that guy. Oh, be nice to my boy, Timmy. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, Aaron, Aaron, just like two podcasts Aww. ago, you said you weren't, you were okay with it. Yeah, now but the truth comes out. But, but Alan did it twice, and I hate Alan. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, good, uh, good round two. I sort of understood some of those words of uh, routes and roots and and runners. Okay, he picked up. Uh, I think Rossi. I understand. Uh, all right, so with that, let's move into number one. I think it's still number two, isn't it? No, it's no. number one. No, it's number it? one. Come on, Alan. You work for me as my attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I will not tolerate insolence. Dave, let's go ahead and get your number one. Okay, so uh, as a Browns fan, uh, there was a period of my life, uh, formative years watching football where the Browns did not exist. So during that time, I'm not sure if you guys know this or not, but I was a Detroit Lions fan uh, because the family that used to babysit my brother and I after school were giant Lions fans. So my number one favorite offensive player of all time should come as no surprise, and it's Barry Sanders. Uh, Barry Sanders, when I was a kid, was the most fun player to watch. And like I said, uh, same as Mike Allstott, I will find myself just like, yeah, I'll watch a 25 minute Barry Sanders highlight video. I have that kind of time. I don't have anything else I should be doing. (laughs) So Barry Sanders is my favorite. He's not the uh, consistent runner that Nick Chubb is, uh, but Barry Sanders highlights are better than anybody else's running back highlights. I don't like, I like watching people get run over but I like watching people get juked the fuck out of their shoes. <laughs> and uh, Barry Sanders could kind of do a little bit of both. Um, I remember watching yeah. uh, his, I think it was 97, the Thanksgiving game, where he just basically beat the other team by himself. Again, Browns were not a thing in 1997. So this was like, I was watching that, uh, I would have been nine years old. And just like, yeah, this is this is incredible. Um, those lions teams, other like super talented teams, they had good receivers. They had Barry Sanders, uh, Scott Mitchell was the quarterback. So that probably answers the question of why they didn't win a super bowl. But, uh, Barry Sanders is number one. I feel like if we were taking non Michael Bumpus, Michael Bumpus, uh, answers, Barry Sanders could have been in that conversation. I don't, 
Uh, I don't think you can really, in good faith, Alan, argue against Barry Sanders. So, yeah, number one, easy. I could. I I, I don't really remember ever watching him play. I, I don't remember watching a lot of Lions stuff when I was a little kid. Like, Alan's, Alan said, Alan was kind of right, where it would be like he would he would do a bunch of shit to turn a, a, a minus two right. yard gain into a four yard gain. And then the next play, he would do a bunch of shit to turn like a two yard gain into a minus two yard gain. And then the next play, he'd do a bunch of shit and he'd score an 80 yard touchdown. He was just like, just one of those, like now, you, you just couldn't tackle him one-on-one. You just Bear couldn't do Sa- it. Bear Sanders is one of those guys that yeah. is clearly like clearly better than everybody else on the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, the same way that, you know, like, I don't know, like a guy like Nick Chubb or something is uh, just clearly better than anyone else on the field. Um, yeah, I agree. And Barry Sanders averaged like five point something yards per carry, too. But but it's like, like the, a, the, the real Nick, Hall of Fame <laughs> running back. The, the Nick Chubb mm. method <laughs> is like three yard gain, nine yard gain, five yard gain, six yard gain, four yard gain. And you get to 5.3 or whatever. Barry Sanders was like two minus two minus three. 80. Two, 80. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, like, it did it every game. Barry Sanders, he was the Chris Johnson model, right? I mean, like the. Yeah, with, yeah, with more with more juke. And, and he, he was powerful, yeah, he was too. Big. People would people would bounce off him trying to tackle him. Like he had he had mm-hmm. like the biggest fucking legs. Like I bet if he was in 2023 he would be scaring me with his mm-hmm. squat videos on Instagram. South Oklahoma State. And is that where yeah. he went to college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hilarious. His college, if if, if you haven't oh, watched I it, see his, his college highlights are I insane. I want to see his fucking junior yeah. high highlights. Uh, so here's yeah. what I'll say is like, uh, I love Barry Sanders. Uh, again, didn't dormant, but he's like a, oh, if I'm going to, it's like, he's like Jason Williams. Like if I come across a highlight video, I'm, I'm going to watch it because I know it's fucking sweet. Uh, the biggest mark on Barry Sanders was always that he retired too early. Now what we know about CTE and what the NFL does to a player's body, you know, that can be argued that like maybe he got out at the right time. However, there's always been that argument that is, would Barry Sanders be the best running back of all time if he haven't, if he had not retired? And the answer is 100% yes. And I don't have a ton of evidence, but like, the one thing I want to point to is that he is the, and still to this day, number four on the all-time rushing list. Jerome Bettis went from like three to five, and now he's at like eight or nine. Barry Sanders has been like cemented at number four. If, if you would have given Barry Sanders, and again, a lot of people say he retired, you know, not in his prime, but he still had two or three more good years left in him. Barry Sanders would be number one, and it would be like a John Stockton assist record type thing nobody would have ever caught up to it. Nobody, especially with how the NFL is, uh, especially how the NFL come nowadays. Barry Sanders, if he would have kept playing, I fully believe would be the Michael Bumpus of NFL running backs. And it wouldn't even be a question. So I like this pick. It's, it's, it's again, it's it's like, it's, it's, it's like Larry Bird or like Michael Jordan, where I was just young enough to maybe watch him play like a tiny bit, but not really. I, I I wish, you know, if I was like five years older, he would probably be prolific to me, but I really like this pick. I, I, I do like, like, I really, really think if he would have stuck around for a few more years, he would in everybody's minds be no doubt best running back. He only played nine seasons. 
or 10 seasons, uh, 89 to 98. Which is ridiculous for a running yeah. back, like in, in the way we like perceive them today, but still like he could have been Jerome Bettis. He could have gotten four. Actually, there's a, there's a couple other guys in the top 10 that only played nine or 10 seasons, like Curtis Martin and uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. If they played longer, I mean, I, I think that if Barry Sanders played as long as he could have, he he could have gotten like 20,000 yards yeah, rushing. That, no, 100% would have got. What's the record? Like 18 something, right. 17 yeah. something? Yeah, Emmett Smith has 18 and change. Yeah. No doubt in my mind, he would be at least 19. No doubt in my mind. Shout out to the Lions for just ruining uh, NFL players' careers. Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about Megatron yet. I'm sure we will at some point. But except, yeah, shout out to, get, to except the Lions. for I guess Matthew Stafford. But uh, I yeah. guess <laughs> shout out. Wait, who is that? Uh, Joey Harrington. Shout outs to Joey Harrington. Aww, Joey Harrington. <laughs> We're taking pot shots at Joey Harrington on the podcast. Sh- I said shout outs, dude. I want to know how he's doing, man. Is he in a wheelchair? Big is fan. He a, I think he's. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in the fan. chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> sometimes alan surprises me with his dude okay with his knowledge of online things that i didn't think alan knew you, about you you can cut this out but i was re-listening to the episode the other day where i was talking about <laughs> Di- where i was talking about diablo and alan said yeah tell us about your build it, it, made, me, <laughs> it made me laugh as hard listening to it as it did experiencing it bro i was literally like crying on my balcony yeah how funny (laughs) how fucking funny that was dude Uh, you're right every once in a while alan you know flash in the pan but one time one time we had a uh a twitch streamer coming and testifying a trial (laughs) (laughs) alan licensure licensure alan which is a word i learned is a word today (laughs) yeah um he was talking about, he talked about his games a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Yeah, he talked about it's, his my fault. it's my fault. It is it's your, fault. it is your it's fault. My fault. This is all I do. Uh, what was the, what was the, uh, the player there? I picked Barry Sanders. Oh man. Yeah. Barry Sanders. Great. Yep. Good man. Broadcasting <laughs> school's paying off. <laughs> um, all right. So I'll keep the train moving. Uh, Aaron, let's get your number one pick, sir. So I I really didn't want to pick this guy number one, but to me, he is just like the ultimate football player. And Peckham hates the Cowboys. So this uh. is especially hilarious. Uh, my number one is going to be Jason Witten. I, I I have watched uh the the Cowboys have been on TV really all the dude I love <laughs> Jason Witten too like so you know I di- I didn't play football the way you did Peckham but like you know we, we would play in the backyard and stuff and I always looked at myself like the at least uh, the way I played like reminded me a lot of like how a tight end plays and so I I have a huge affinity for tight ends I promise you this right now I made a rule to myself which was Aaron only one tight end or this whole thing would have just been me talking about tight ends. Gronkowski would have been on my list straight up. I, I, I made a joke in the discord about Algie Crumpler, Algie Crumpler, my list. I love that. Like I, I love, love Crumpler is the man. Yeah. yeah sorry. Dude, he's, he's awesome. Right. Jason Witten. Right. Like when I, so I, I have a couple of, uh, I have a couple stats, uh, about Jason Witten. One, he's the, all-time Cowboys receiver. Uh, he's the all-time Cowboys 
uh, leader in receptions and receiving yards. Uh, wow. He had he's one of the all. Uh, hold up, I, I I wrote this down. Let me see. Uh, yeah. So uh, let me see. I'm just gonna read this verbatim. He had uh, six 80 receptions, 80 reception seasons, and a remarkable 15 seasons with at least sev- 60 receptions, tied for the second most in NFL history with Tony Gonzalez and Larry Fitzgerald, and only trailing Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerry Rice by like 17. So when I think about like what I want from my tight end, right? I want you to be able to block. Jason Witten was a fucking wall of a human being. He is a wonderful blocker, maybe one of the best blocking tight ends of all time, but he had the most sure hands. Like Jason Witten never made anything look really pretty. He never went out there and was like one handed catches over his shoulder. He, he, he wasn't like the performer that Tony Gonzalez or, or one algae crumpler was, but Jason Witten to me is like my ideal football player. You come out, you do a job and you do it perfectly. I literally cannot think of a single time I ever saw Jason Witten drop a pass. And that's whether it was wide open, whether it was hard to make, whether a motherfucker or two blasted you at the exact same time. Like I hold tight ends to a very high standard. To me, that is the position. Like if I was, you know, physically able to play it, that's what I would want to play. And so I wanted to talk about Heath Miller on here, but I couldn't put Heath Miller, but I, 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 because I had already picked Jerome Bettis, but like, I have a lot of like respect and love for him. Jason Witten is Heath Miller times 10. This dude literally can't drop shit. He made Tony Romo look great for a long, long (laughs) time, dude. Like this is a, to me, a tight end, uh, unless you're like Travis Kelsey or Antonio Gates is never like it. He's like your bailout guy. Right. And Jason Witten is the ultimate get you out of a shitty situation guy. He had that Mike Allstott where he could truck one or two people after he had the ball in his hands and like make a couple yards out of nothing. He was, I, I, I guess the most important thing to me is like, it is crazy. Like I have never seen him. I I've never seen him drop a pass. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I love a great tight end. I like a dual threat blocking and catching tight end to me, Jason Witten, while he doesn't have like some of the stats that Antonio Gates or, you know, Kellen Winslow senior or, or Anthony Gonzalez do to me. If I was starting the, if I was making the perfect football team to space jam style fight aliens, you know, I'm taking Jason Witten in his prime. It's not even a question. So, Hey, I, like I said, he, he, paid like a ton of attention to in my life and like you know he he does have a ton of accolades and all this but like it's it's like an eye test thing like you watch this guy play and you're like that guy is a fucking tight end and he's a football player and i respect both those things about him so yeah that's gonna be my number one man i just i i i, I love jason Witten. he's great so came out left field but you made some valid points yeah similar to what I said about Gronk, like Jason, didn't Jason Witten retire and like go do broadcasting. And then like the Cowboys tight end got hurt and they were like, can you come back? And he's like, I'm not in shape. And they're like, can you just come back? And (laughs) he's like, yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I'll I'll pick up third and eight for the entire season because I'm, I'm just that good at playing tight end. I think he's also, if I read this correctly, he's one of like, I think he's one of four players in NFL history who have 1200 plus receptions. So it's not like this guy is just like your run of the mill tight end. I mean, this dude's like a six, seven time pro bowler. You know what I mean? He's, he, he, he's like a, uh, yeah, like he, he's an all time like receptions leader. And that's what I meant when I said bailout guy, like that dude is like, throw it to me. 
I'm probably if it touches my hands, I'm going to catch it. And like that's like for for me personally, like somebody who just does not drop the football no matter what. And tight ends take big fucking hits, dude, like because they're catching everything like, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're catching it deep, you got a safety that's been running for eight yards, but mostly you're catching over the middle against your fucking linebackers or catching it in the flats, you know, against your faster defensive ends and your outside. So like these are people taking serious fucking damage to their bodies. And Jason Wynn did that for 13 years. And he was awesome pretty much until like the last like two years of his career. I don't know. Like he, he's just a to me, he's like the prototypical great football player he just embodies a lot of what i like about the nfl in one person and even when he wasn't great he could still pick up third and eight because he just understands how to play like he could have played two more years and just done that basically like can't can't like run after the catch or like jump or anything like that at some point your body's just no you know yeah but But he he could go go like you know pick up third and eight over the middle, just kind of like find a spot. He could do that forever. God, I hate the Cowboys. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, dude, me too. He's literally the only, and I, Ryan Arrington, friend of the show, a uh, big Cowboy fan, like big, big tight end like guy as well. Uh, when we talk about the Cowboys, he's just like, they're a joke. They'll never do anything. Prove me wrong. And I get that. Like he, the Cowboys were such a disappointment to him for so long that he doesn't even give a shit anymore. But like, if he is going to get enthusiastic talking about the Cowboys, it's going to be talking about Jason Witten. And I think most Cowboys fans would probably feel the same way. Cause that's, that was the dude for a long time. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and move on to Allen and let's get your number one. Uh, my number one, I see on the listener submission list is a popular choice, and that is uh, that is Marshawn Lynch. Ooh, great answer! I I love Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> um, like so, the way he plays is a lot of fun, right? I mean, he's very heads up. He's gonna hit you. He's going to roll around you. He's going to bounce off you. Um, Whatever he has to do to get past you, he's going to do it. Uh, He's been that way his entire career, and it's always been a joy to watch. It's it's beast mode, right? Um, He's also just like a a delightfully quirky character. He's adorable. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's he's a lot of fun. Definition of keeping it real. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, so anybody who's uh, most people our age who watched football uh, paid attention to Marshawn Lynch. And, you know, if you watched any of his interviews, uh, he just hated having to go and sit down for him. And so the only answers he would give is, you know, I'm just here so I wouldn't get fined. Um, Bloodbath's only here tonight, so he won't get fined. <laughs> yeah, dude, Bloodbath right. on, Blood on his beast mode tonight. Hell yeah, son. I woke up in beast mode. All right. That, that's the, no, that's what he would say. That is made him what he would have said. Exactly what we wanted. Um, you know, I, I like, uh, I like Marshawn Lynch. Um, when he did choose to do an interview. So, so I, I read a little bit about Marshawn Lynch and watched a bunch of, a bunch of YouTube videos of Marshawn Lynch, just truck sticking folk. And, uh, when he did do an interview, 
I really I thought it was really charming because he he really was like a an eloquent speaker. Uh, he just really didn't want to talk to people. Yeah, you I know? can relate. You know, it just if he didn't want to talk to you, he he didn't want to talk to you. He didn't want to be told that he had to go and talk to somebody. Um, I also really appreciate his fondness for Skittles. Um, he ate them as a celebration after good plays. Uh, and I also found out he's a dog guy, which I can uh, appreciate. And so that's... Uh, oh, he did have that little hit and run thing, but he said he didn't realize his car had hit anything. So like, I'm pretty sure he's okay. I believe him. Yeah. He likes Skittles. Remember that, uh, that highlight of him driving the, uh, the golf cart thing around on the field and he about ran people over with that? <laughs> Like really <laughs> close to hitting people. With that. Very, very funny. Very, very his probation officer wouldn't have thought that was funny. Yeah. But I think I think while we're talking about Marshawn Lynch here talking football, can we just for a brief second talk about Pete Carroll's de- the end of that struggle oh, yeah. on like the two yard line? Like and mm. not only that, like how like I'm trying to think about it, like how cavalier like Marshawn Lynch has been in interview like last year he was like oh yeah Pete Carroll's like for a long time he just well you know <laughs> coaches have a plan and they said this situation they want to do this 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 and now he's like how the fuck are you not going to give me the ball right there to me that is the and you know people have overplayed it and like and forgotten about it because the Patriots reign and all that shit but that is the dumbest fucking thing I ever saw in my entire fucking life Look at fucking uh, Richard Sherman when he when Russell Wilson threw that interception. Dude, I love Marshawn Lynch. I love that where he got the beast mode nickname on that like fucking 70 yard run against the Saints. Where he just juked yeah. everybody in one fucking play. But like when I think of Marshawn Lynch to me forever, all that I'm going to think about is Pete Carroll did not give him the ball at the end of that Super Bowl and how fucking... <laughs> insanely the the fact that pete carroll still has a job after is a joke to me that is an all-time bonehead move marshall lynch is one of the best running backs in the nfl during his tenure he had speed quick feet hit a motherfucker dude what you're paying him you're paying a running back real money why i i just that will never make sense to me I love how like he has no filter on live TV too. Like whenever he's on live TV, yeah. he always drops the f bomb. Like he was on the Manning cast last year on Monday Night Football, and like he dropped the f bomb like three times on live TV for some like it was like some <laughs> dumb, it was like just some dumb play, and like they instantly had a cut to a commercial. And when they came back, they made Peyton just like have some kind of like apology speech about like, hey, this is a family show. We're sorry. And I just I laughed for like two minutes. Straight. And then he did it again. It's like, hey, you know who you brought on the show, right? <laughs> like you, you got yeah, you you guys should have done better. You should have did your homework. Like yeah, this yeah. Peyton, <laughs> Peyton, that was a great fucking apology. So anyway, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go ahead uh, and. Tyler finishes out with your number one. I'm going to keep with the running back theme. Um, uh, San Diego Charger, great. Uh, LaDamian Tomlinson. Yep, for sure. Uh, um, so, yeah, just kind of growing up, actually, I feel like he's like the uh, the beginning of the prototype running back for, I guess, the modern era. Like, he could run the ball, he could catch the ball, 
he was he just did everything for the San Diego Chargers because obviously Philip Rivers couldn't because I cannot stand him. But we're not gonna talk about him. Uh, the man was just awesome. Like I don't know, like he Hall of Famer, uh, almost fourteen thousand yards total, uh, one hundred forty five uh, touchdowns total. Um, one of my favorite quotes from the man: "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." Like just like he did everything he could do. Um, I wish the man could have won a Super Bowl. Um, it was just like uh, another human highlight reel. Like when Dave was talking about Barry Sanders, like he was very Barry Sanders esque. Um, obviously not as big, um, not as strong, but he could almost do the same things that Barry Sanders could do. Um, to, you know that that same category kind of player. But um, you know when you watch the uh, the modern NFL running back, you know a lot of those players are doing things that Ladamian Thomas has started doing. So um, yeah, just a fun player to watch. Um, Definitely, um, uh, my number one. Like I said, it was between him and Randy Moss. But uh, you know, when I remember, like in high school and junior high, just watching the Chargers for just to watch LT play. So those yeah, Chargers kind of like teams. A, Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Uh, just kind of like a continuation of Marsh, um, uh, Marshall Falk, who mm-hmm. was another consideration for my list. But like that, that modern kind of back, they can do everything. Um, when like fantasy football exploded, uh, LT was one of the best for like it. Yeah. And those chargers teams that that's like, you got to think about this. Like not only did they, uh, you hate Phillip rivers. I, I don't get it. I feel bad for Phillip rivers. Cause he never got a ring. Uh, I mean, they had they went from drew Brees to Phillip rivers and Phillip rivers had what, like two or three hall of fame linemen, Troy, Ohio. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he had, the best running back in the NFL. He had the best tight end in the NFL. They had one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. And like, it, it, it was the same thing that like, but like the Steelers got a couple Super Bowls out of it, but it was the same thing with chargers is like, they could not beat the Patriots. And like the Steelers didn't have to play the Patriots a whole lot in the playoffs. Every time they did, they got murdered, but like the chargers, it seemed they always had to play either. Patriots are the fucking Ravens, and those teams absolutely took any chance they had of winning a Super Bowl. I love Ladanian Tomlinson. I, you know, I'm looking at this. He's seventh time uh, rushing list, uh, but the what he did out of the backfield, like uh, comparatively to other, you know, running backs in his time, like that's what set him apart. Like that was the guy that where like you could throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage. And potentially you're getting a 10 to 30 play out of it. He was amazing. His, you know, for how, how much they utilized him and how he wasn't that big. He did have a fairly like an illustrious career, I feel. But like that, it, it, I'm scared that like he will get lost in the, oh, my team never won a championship. So people will stop talking about me kind of category. But I do really think this is a good pick. I guess running back all time. And, Definitely floated him around in my head for my list. I love Ladanian Tomlinson. I was just on the internet trying to find the uh, the stats he had for some monster game. I think it was right before Jamal Lewis's 300-yard game against the uh, the Browns. It was like uh, right in that. It was like in a five-week window or something. Um, but man, he was just incredible. Uh, coming out of the backfield, and I agree with Peckham. He changed changed entirely the way I think that running backs 
are utilized. They started looking for different, different, a different sort of guy at that point. You weren't looking for your Jerome Bettises. You didn't want your guy to weigh 240 pounds because uh, you wanted him to be able to catch a ball and uh, make a safety miss. I loved LT, uh, but screw him for that one embarrassing week in Cleveland that one time. <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. Uh, all right. Uh, should we go ahead and get into honorable mentions? Let's do it. All right. Now, traditionally, this is lightning round style. So, Dave, you can go ahead and start us off with any honorable mentions you got you want to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, honorable mentions, uh, Marshall Falk, who was mentioned before, Marshawn Lynch, uh, who was also mentioned before, Calvin Johnson, who was not on anybody's list, but Calvin Johnson was incredible. Joe Thomas, of course, and Peyton Hillis for that one magical season. Just one. Just one. Aaron, honorable mentions. Uh, you know, on the lines of Calvin Johnson, somebody else I thought somebody would say Larry Fitzgerald is probably going to be mm-hmm. like my top honorable mention. Uh, if we're going, uh, if I get another Steelers player, Alan Fanica, Hall of Fame offensive guard, uh, loved him. And uh, you know, talking tight ends. Baby, algae crumbler, baby. Algae. <laughs> Alan, honorable mentions. Or if you just want to talk shit about Aaron, that's okay too. Okay. So my honorable mentions, I have exclusively Browns players. Because uh screw you guys and your rules. My I had Eric Metcalf. I didn't watch him a lot because he was on the Browns before they moved. But I did technically watch him. Uh, in real life and also on YouTube. So, uh, him, Josh Cribbs. <laughs> so suck a dick. Uh, yeah, so suck a dick. Uh, Josh Cribbs and Josh Gordon, both excellent, fun to watch. And uh, one who was a Browns player, uh, Chris Gardaki, and then went to Pittsburgh and played for them. So, he not only was he a Browns player, but then he went to Pittsburgh. And every time I saw him on the field, Pittsburgh was punting, and so I like Chris Gardaki. Yeah, he was our last him. good punter. I loved Chris mm-hmm. Gardaki. He, he was a good punter. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler. Um, let's see here. Um, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, shout out to Aaron for all the tight end love here. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Did we talk about Aaron like- does love Aaron does Ooh, love yeah. his tight ends. <laughs> are we laughing at that is that a joke we're laughing at now okay, i'm sorry i thought we all liked football okay we talk we talk about you know the speedy wide receivers i think deshaun jackson needs some love um mm-hmm. yeah, um and, and uh, lastly uh this is kind of a, a homer for me pierre garçon um i played with him in college um i know he was at the d3 level but like watching him on the field like the best way for me to describe him was like a reggie bush like he did some of the stuff that you we watched Reggie Bush at an ESPN at the D3 level, but like it was just phenomenal to watch and just kind of cool to watch him like get drafted and kind of develop as, as a pro. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's dope. And like, really let's be cool. fair here, all time NFL name, Pierre Gossel. Yeah. yeah. Love that. He's, he's good. That yeah. dude, that, um, 
that Deshaun Jackson punt return against the Giants where he like dropped the ball and went back and got it and then scored like as time expired and then like ran parallel to the goal line before going in. It's like one of the best plays in NFL history. And Mike Mike Coffin's like, don't kick it to him. And then they kick it to him and like you see him on the sidelines like, why did you kick it to him? He lost his fucking, he went in on that punter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, great stuff. Uh, okay, well, we have a few listener responses that we're going to go ahead and get into. I'll get us started with Chris C., uh, who is a Bears fan. Um, Chris C. is also a patron of the show from the Retro Hangover podcast. You heard Chris C. on the previous episode when we did our uh, drafting things that start with the letter T. Uh, so Chris's list is number three, Barry Sanders, number two, Calvin Johnson, Number one, Jerry Rice, and then lots of honorable mentions to Tim Brown, Randy Moss, Corey Dillon, and Larry Fitzgerald. Corey Dillon is a wild one coming from a Bears fan. That's weird, right? That, that's like the <laughs> last strange. That makes no he, he sense. Was, he was good, but yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Just a weird like, oh yeah, I loved Corey <laughs> Anyways, uh, next up we have Ryan, uh, a patron, a 49ers fan. Fuck you. And uh, part of the <laughs> list off podcast, uh, Ryan's number three is Marshawn Lynch. Great. Uh, his number two is Calvin Johnson. Also great. Number one, Jerry Rice. Uh, uh, great list. Yep. Colby. Colby coming up. Chargers fan. Patron and uh, somehow uh, involved with the Switch It Up podcast. Uh, number three, Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe the most underappreciated receiver ever. And I just don't know if I can agree with that, Colby. Um, I'll tell you why. But he's he's very appreciated. Uh, I thought you were going to go the other direction. I was like, yeah. Alan, you, you're, you're a dick. We know this. But Larry Fitzgerald? No, I thought okay. he was going to say. No, go ahead. Finish this. I have a thought. Just FYI. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, number two, Rob Gronkowski. Great pass catcher. Severely underrated blocker. Uh, he is both a great pass catcher and a great blocker. That is correct. Number one, and no, and more importantly, he's a party animal. And number one, <laughs> Joe Thomas, the only shining star from those awful 2010 Brown teams. Outstanding tackle. I love Joe Thomas. Um, if I ever own cows, I'm going to have him milk them and carry them from the barn to the pasture. <laughs> That is and, uh, that is smart. that is uncomfortably specific, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't know if he's the only the only star, but uh, I love Joe Thomas and honorable mention Lamar Jackson, which is the running back, which is objectively very funny. So thank you for letting me say that out loud. And uh, also Keenan Allen. Uh, All right. Who that's a solid. Really quick. Larry Fitzgerald is also one of my favorite wide receivers time and in the super bowl that the cardinal Steelers played before roethlisberger went on his last second like touchdown run at the very end right there kurt warner one of my favorite players of all time like a 70 yard pass over troy palomalu's head to larry fitzgerald to take the lead at the end of the super bowl and if i was any other fan in the world that would have been like maybe an all-time nfl super bowl moment to me like my favorite quarterback to one of my favorite wide receivers 
to take the lead in the Super Bowl. Larry Fitzgerald uh, like should be remembered in that moment because it was such a clutch, clutch moment. That's it. I just love Larry Fitzgerald. I, I like talking. Big about fan. Him. He's great. And I think that this proves my point that he's not underappreciated because we all <laughs> appreciate him. Yep. All right. Jeff, formerly Jerf, Alliance fan and Patreon. Uh, number three, Antonio Gates. Number two, Adam Vinatieri. And number one, Bo Jackson. Uh, and then also uh, Cletus, <laughs> the, the, the Fox Sports broad, uh, robot mascot. Ah, oh, that's a, uh, yeah. I mean, there's that, there's that. That thing uh, is awesome, though. Yeah, it is the, the, that, like, diving one-handed catch as he slides on his back. Very cool graphic. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That is always Fox is the best one. When I I always like it when my games are on Fox. Uh, I do like some of the CBS stuff, but Fox is also the the superior uh, broadcasting station. So, <laughs> Cletus uh, is a a strange name for a robot. I think. Yeah, it's real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Chris N, who is a Vikings fan and an OG patron. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris's number three is Emmett Smith. Number two, Heinz Ward. Uh, Chris also says, fuck you, Aaron, but he was good. Um, and number one, Randy Moss. Man, I love Heinz Ward. Fuck you too, bro. Dap, dap. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, a Giants fan, a patron from the Fun and Games podcast, and recently, my friend on Fortnite. Uh, their number three is Victor Cruz, who is great. Just a, just a good story right there. Uh, their number two is Hakeem Nix. That's a second Giants player. So yeah. Clearly Matt, Matt didn't understand did not, the homework did, assignment. Did, no. did not get uh, the prompt. That, that's a zero, right? But I'm good. I'm going to let you, uh, number two, Hakeem Nix, uh, who I also really like. And number one, Bradshaw, who I also really like. Uh, but you automatically lose. I love you, baby. <laughs> Next up is Jay, a Colts fan and um, a super bracket bro, guys. Uh, his number three is Tony Gonzalez. We've talked a little bit about how incredibly <laughs> dope Tony Gonzalez is. Uh, and number two, Ladanian Tomlinson. Ditto. Number one, Reggie Wayne. Funny choice. Great receiver. Colts fan. Yeah. Colts yeah. fan. Yeah. Great receiver. Didn't oh. kill anybody, unlike Marvin Harrison. <laughs> right. 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 Doesn't carry. Yeah. Edgar uh, James? No. I'd have picked that. Anthony Gonzalez? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next is Thrack, a Vikings fan. T. Higgins, Barry Sanders, and Randy Moss. Thrack, dude. One of those things does not belong. One of those things literally makes no sense. So confusing. T T Higgins is like the third best receiver on his own team. T Higgins sucks, bro. I maybe it's a. Let's be fair here. T Higgins, objectively great name. Maybe it's a yeah, great name. Now he he's good, but like top three offensive players all time. All right, right, it's like all right, but number one is Randy Moss. Number two is Barry Sayers. Number that guy on the. Yeah, the, the Bengals wide receiver, too. Yeah. yeah. All right, Thrack. <laughs> uh, next up is John, who's a Ravens fan from the Video Game Lounge podcast. Number three, Barry Sanders. Number two, Rob Gronkowski. And number one, Jerry Rice. 
no Ravens players on John's list. So I think that speaks volumes. I Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis Troy, ran Troy. the fuck out of the Browns that one game. Yeah. That was very, yeah. very embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Matt M., who's a Browns fan. I'm so sorry. Number three, Rob Gronkowski. Great pick. Number two, Marshawn Lynch. Number one, Joe Thomas. Good list. Next up is Gabe, a Bengals fan for some reason. <laughs> uh, number three has Jamar Chase, which I think anyone of modern intelligence can agree is probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Number two is Justin Jefferson, who I think everybody can agree is probably the second best wide receiver in the NFL. And number one is Josh Jacobs, which is, I think everybody can agree, objectively confusing. Yeah, is it it a running back? Yeah, exactly. Objectively (laughs) plays in the NFL. No, I'm sure he's good. (laughs) Just first off, first off, first off, first off. Shout out to Gabe, first time right in. Yeah, what up, Gabe? Gabe? Dude, I love Gabe, right? But, like, you're going to tell me you're a Bengals fan your whole life, and you like Jamar Chase more than Ocho Cinco? Yeah. That makes no sense, because I almost put Ocho Cinco on my list, dude. That's how much I... TJ Hushmanzada? Yeah, come on, dude. What are we talking about here? Jamar Chase? Like, eh. Chase is good. He's he's, he's great. great. He's great. Even somebody else put Corey Dillard like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we've got Paul, who's a Browns fan. Number three is Jonathan Ogden. Number two is Travis what? Kelsey. And number one is Randy Moss. That's what I was saying. Like Paul's list, but what the fuck? Paul's Paul's a hundred percent not listening to this. But Jonathan Ogden, <laughs> even I was like, dude, Joe Thomas played for your favorite you're, team, better than Jonathan Ogden. <laughs> you're not my brother anymore. Yeah, that is that is a wildly hot take from Paul. Oh yeah, I mean, Travis Jonathan Kelsey's Ogden's great. great. No, yeah, they're Jonathan all, they're Ogden's he's in the Hall of Fame. He's he's yeah. awesome. He's an excellent yeah. tackle. Yeah, I mean. It's not Joe Thomas good, but he's good. It's just strange. Yeah. Uh, Next up is Ryan A, friend of the the show. So you have Ryan back on the show sometime. Uh, Cowboys fan. Number three, Randy Moss. Number two, Emmett Smith. Number one, Barry Sanders. And honorable mention, Dallas Clark. He swears that Dallas Clark's not on the list uh, because his first name is Dallas and he's a Cowboys fan. But I do not believe him. Oh, bro. Dallas Clark was so good. Yeah, poor no, he's man's great, Jason but, Witten. Mm-hmm. You but know? Dallas. His name's Dallas. That's why he likes him. I <laughs> could not be friends with a guy named Dallas. Next up, we have <laughs> Rat Boy. He's a, 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 Bills, a, a Bills fan. I've never heard of the Bills, but like, let's just go ahead and assume he's right. Uh, his number three is Barry Sanders. Number two, Adrian Peterson, who's great and we haven't talked about. As a football player, not a human. Number one, Randy Moss. Honorable mention, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. And uh, I just think it's very weird that there have been a lot, uh, like a lot of really good Bills offensive players. Yeah. No love for uh, for our man, Fred Jackson. <laughs> oh, my God, Dave. You, I was about to make that joke, too. And Fred Jackson is the best version of that joke. I love Fred. <laughs> Fred Jackson's great. Uh, 
Adrian Peterson ruined uh, that guy's career on the Browns. Uh, mm-hmm. He stiff armed him so hard that I think he retired the next day. Oh out yeah. Of embarrassment. I love, <laughs> I love William Gay. He's one of my favorite underrated. I'm in grabbed chess piece, picked him up and threw him into the ground. And then, <laughs> yeah, like I have never seen anything like Adrian. Peterson, man. There's, there's only like three guys that I've seen. Because Nick Chubb will stiff arm somebody like directly into the ground, but there's only three guys I've watched: Marshawn Lynch, Derrick Henry, and Adrian Peterson, who will like lift people off the ground and then throw them with one arm. And yeah, Adrian Peterson did that; he was great. Can I pick the winner this week? Uh, I think <laughs> I think should, he should not have no. <laughs> Yeah, I just got a good one. All right, fair enough. Peck, who's the winner, baby? Who? So much pressure. Make it bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Matt M. Matt M. Yeah. Gronk. Marshall Lynch, Lynch and Joe, and Joe Thomas. Thomas. I, I like that. I like that list. Yeah, that's a balanced offense. Yeah, that's a balanced offense. Hell yeah. Congrats to uh, Matt M. Yeah. Uh, Bloodbath will be hand delivering your prize at a time and day that is most inconvenient to you. So please you mm-hmm. leave your hosts. Mm-hmm. Please leave your home unlocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, can, you can lock it. I can get in. It's fine. Uh, that's true. Paul's yeah. a close second though. So shout out to Paul. Jonathan Ogden. Come on, Paul. <laughs> well, I'd say that's a good, uh, that's a good episode there, boys. Uh, I think we learned a lot. Uh, I have a finer knowledge of, uh, Football. <laughs> Jonathan um, Ogden. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and honestly, I have a better knowledge of Megatron, thanks to Rat Boys. So uh, this is a good episode. I think we learned a lot. I think we had a good time. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I mean, you know, shout out to uh, the Browns for kicking ass this week. Hopefully they can man- maintain it. And shout out to the Steelers for crumbling like a cookie. Hopefully they continue to crumble. And fall. I uh, I think at this point it's just kind of best that they do. And I hope the Buccaneers do whatever they need to do to be the Buccaneers. Uh, <laughs> Finding five, treasure. Five hundred this year. <laughs> five hundred. That's all I want. <laughs> I hope they make enough money to continue being a team. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm with Peckham. I love those orange cream sickle jerseys, dude. Bring them back. Seventeen games a year. Hey, we're wearing yeah, them this year. Great. I'm, I got my uh, my Vita Vea jersey coming in, so yeah. I've heard of that guy. <laughs> oh, if anyone uh, listening wants to participate in future uh, episodes, you can join our Discord server where the majority of these uh, submissions came from. We have a special channel for top three submissions for upcoming episodes. You'll get to know the topics ahead of time too. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Maybe Blue Sky, if I invite myself to Blue Sky. Uh, but yeah, come come join us. Come submit your top threes for future episodes. And uh, if you want to join our community, we just added a sports channel in the Discord server. We'd love to have you come in and uh, talk sports. You can uh, also reach us by mail. Uh, just send that care of Dave Jackson. <laughs> To the governor's office, state of Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, 
one, two, three, Columbus Drive. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, fake Yeah, they street. moved. Yeah, that's right. They recently moved off of Butt Street to Columbus Drive. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. It was a big move. I mean, they've been on Butt Street for the last 200 years, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It was the first road in Columbus was Butt Street. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be Butt Boulevard, but they changed it yeah. to Street so people didn't get mad. Yep. <laughs> Why were people getting mad at Butt Boulevard? <laughs> I don't know. I don't live in Columbus, bro. That's fair. Yeah, man. He does. People have weird opinions here. That's right. They are. They're weird folk in Columbus. All right. But right. well, anyway. Bye, folks. Uh, thank you all for listening. And um, remember to uh, spade or neuter your pets. <laughs>